back again. Welcome to another United on the Road podcast. That's a song, isn't it? It is a Look song. Who's back, Guess who's back? Back, back yeah. again. Okay, okay. Shady's back. We'll we'll get into we'll get into songs and singing later. Okay. In another okay. podcast. Fair enough. Fair enough. So. Um, so I'm Augie, back again, joined by Jason, apparently back again as well. Yes, back again. Yeah. Shady's back. So today we are going to talk about safety. Best practices, um, some of the dangers that our drivers face over the road, and some of the precautions that they take to ensure the safety of both themselves, yeah. priority one, right? Absolutely. And also the cargo that they're carrying. Yeah. I mean, truth be told, as a company, our number one priority is to make sure every driver gets back home safely. And not only that, every motorist we come in contact with, every pedestrian that we, um, that we cross paths with, our job is to make sure they get back home safely. So safety is job one for us. Absolutely. Safety is job one for everybody in this industry. For everybody, industry. Right? right? Everybody in the company, I feel yep. like, plays a part yep. in safety. Yep, absolutely. Um, so before we get into our interview today, okay. since we're talking about dangerous things and you know some of the things our drivers face, what's the most dangerous thing you ever did, Jason? Wow, most dangerous thing I've ever done. Uh, that's a really interesting question. Um, if my mother were here, she'd tell you starting a fire in our backyard was a dangerous thing. Um, it was a stupid thing, but you know, um, I survived. Your boys, it's a boy thing. It's a boy thing. And yeah. I'm all the better for it, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, I would venture to say though, uh, perhaps the most dangerous thing I've ever done was jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. And not only did I do that once, I've done it twice. So um, that, I, I would say, is probably the most dangerous thing I've done. That said, it, um, it's a surreal experience. So have you ever considered going skydiving? No, never. It, I never was like, oh, my God, look at the good plane. Let's jump out of it. No. So, or more than that, though, pay to do it. Well, I mean, it's, it's the ultimate adrenaline rush. Ultimate. Okay. And okay. so this way, if there is a bad airplane, at least I know what jump, you know, parachuting out would feel like potentially. So if there's ever a problem with a plane that I am on, probably flying to vacation on, <laughs> I'm definitely I'm just gonna jump, right? If you gotta jump, you gotta jump. I won't be doing but it voluntarily. On that on that plane, make sure that you're the first one to go through the parachute because I doubt they got parachutes for everybody on there. So yeah. just saying. Good advice, Jason. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> Good advice. So but that's probably the most dangerous thing I've done. Uh, like I said, I've done it twice. Um, I've debated whether or not I would do it again. Um, but um, it is, as you're going up and doing it, you're just thinking all along, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Why am I doing this? Why am I paying to scare myself half to death? Um, and then once it's over, you're thinking, I got to do it again. Really? But I will tell you, the, the best feeling I've ever had is when the parachute opens and I realize I am not going to die. That, that would be my most Unbelievable. Yeah. Best, best feeling I've ever had. Best feeling I've ever had. Now, okay. that's me. What about you? Okay, so most dangerous. I did a lot of dangerous things when okay. I was younger. I'm grateful that they didn't have iPhones or Androids or anything to record yeah. that stuff. I'm glad there's no recordings of it. But I would have to say you would have broke you would have broken the internet with TikTok probably by then. Oh no. <laughs> so I would say the most dangerous legal thing I've ever done. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Is uh, drag racing my motorcycle. Really? Yeah. Like legitimately drag racing or like bootleg drag racing, you know, on the side of the roads with your friends? Uh, so no, actual legitimate. I raced in uh, 
Detroit Dragway, actually. Really? Uh, before they closed down, which was like the saddest day of my life. Okay. Um, I have a 1997 motorcycle, which I just gifted to my son, which was a pretty amazing experience in itself. Because yeah. he loves it as much as I did, right? But also, um, yeah, so drag racing, I dragged raced at the Norwalk Street Bike Shootout. Hmm. Uh, placed in the top five out of, I don't know, there are probably a thousand motorcycles there. Okay. Uh, about 11 seconds and a quarter mile and about 120 miles per hour. Wow. Now, do you still ride motorcycles at all today? Once in a while, let my kid lets me ride my bike. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Who'd have thunk it? Yeah. Which apparently. is actually a perfect lead-in because Avianca, who okay. we have interviewed today, Avi, I love her name, by yep. the way. Yep. She uses motorcycles as a stress relief. So from one woman to another, I can tell you that that feeling you experience jumping out of the airplane, yeah. kind of the same thing going down the expressway at, you know, 120 a, safe miles speed, an hour. a safe legal speed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Our senior operations manager, Naomi, actually caught up with Avi over the weekend on one of her off days. Let's hear how that went. Hello, everyone. My name is Naomi McCullough, and I'm currently a senior operations manager for the South Region. Today, I will be interviewing one of our rock star female professional car haulers, Ms. Avianca Catala, also known as Avi. Uh, so tell me, how long have you been a professional car hauler for? It's 2012, and I started Enclosed. Very nice. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Like, was, was there any challenges in that? or? Um, yeah. So you have, like, United Road has some... Um, typical rising roofs everything needed to fit underneath it with you know just a fist of space it wasn't easy it wasn't easy learning the combinations and where to put the cars at and you can't see it so everybody wants to see what you got so as much as it's fun but my sides were uh curtains and they will let everybody go up to it and open them up you know and you don't know what's who's hidden in there, you know. People <laughs> hey, let me go in too, you know, and visit. Right. So, right. Cool. well, what made you get into the industry? People. Um, this is a different environment. Car haulers, they're more family. This the way it used to be in the regular trucking industry. It's not like that anymore, you know. But car haulers are more willing to help and discuss their job, sit down and talk to you, the, you know, the do's and don'ts. They see something wrong. They're real quick to, you know, hey, that's wrong. Let's let's let me teach you a different way. Especially our senior drivers, they are awesome. Yeah, that's great to hear. I totally agree. Um, what's one of the things you wish others would understand about your job? Our time. Our time is money. You know, you show up somewhere and you're looking for somebody, and they take off, and nobody's around to help us. Um, it's that. I mean, it really boils down to that, and yeah, different places. locations that you're delivering to the dealerships. You know how quickly they're going to be able to check you in and all. I, yeah. What advice would you give a young woman um, considering a calling career? Don't be discouraged. It seems like a lot. It seems hard. A lot of people think it's a man's world, and you know it was. It was because. I mean, I never thought I'd haul cars, and now I love it. You know, um, it's repetitive. That's it. That's the difference. It's repetitive. You do the same exact thing in the same exact order, and when you alleviate from that, all of a sudden you messed up. 
something got missed. So as long as they can focus and stay focused and listen to their trainer, that's the other thing. Listen to your trainer. If you're not listening to your trainer, who's been doing it for quite a few years and knows what they're doing, and you decide, okay, well, I'm going to load this $90,000 car. I'm going to do what I want to do. You can't do that. Right. You know, so for, for women, especially, you know, they're scared right off the bat. Don't be scared. It's not as hard as, you know, people think. They see the cars, well, I'm going to put it over, you know, a cab. Don't be afraid of that. You don't right. see it. You don't see it, you know? Yep. And I like, I like your advice about, you know, listen to your trainer because that's super important. Um, that's what they're there for. And, and our drivers, you know, you can ask questions, especially when you end up on your own. I mean, they're very supportive. Um, and that's, that's one thing about the United Loop family. I mean, everybody is just very supportive and always there when you need them. Um, you know, when you are basically on the road, do you have like a comfort item or just an item period whenever you're in your truck that you always keep with you? My tablet. I can watch movies, <laughs> TV shows, and stay up to date, you know, on what's going on currently. The things that I don't really watch the news. Right. My tablet, my tablet is everything. <laughs> yeah, it keeps you keeps you informed too, right? I mean, it's there. Right. These are great. <laughs> so, do you have a favorite uh, memory hauling cars um, that you could share? Um, honestly, special events. You know, when you get the opportunity to go to an arena somewhere with these cars, or Actually, another one recently about, I think about six months to almost a year ago, a bunch of us went to the racetrack in Connecticut and there were, we got locked in and we got to see everybody race the cars, including the cars we brought up. And it was just cool because it's not something normal. Normally it's to the dealer and that's it. Now we got to bring race cars up and watch people drift and almost go off the track. And it was, it was just awesome. <laughs> that sounds like fun. <laughs> so, um, what is the most challenging part of your job and how do you overcome it? Ooh. Oh man, safety. Safety is huge. You are trying to watch everything on turns, going into dealerships, people hopping out of nowhere, walking, people walking in the dealership in the middle of the night. They see a car hauler come in. Yay, let's go visit. You're trying to make sure you're safe, that nobody's about to rob you. You're trying to make sure that people are aware there's this big truck and we're moving cars off of the truck or on the side of the road. The side of the road is most dangerous. So that is the hardest is, is on the side of the road, 50 mile an hour passing you by and you're praying nobody's going to hit you. Right. Um, so, I mean, staying on the safety topic, what are some of the safety precautions that you take on the road as a female driver? Being aware, when you pull into a truck stop, try to get as much as you can um, before you go and park. It sucks for some of the guys that are trying to fuel. Unfortunately, us walking from the back of the lot is not a good thing. Um, the U.S. has gotten better. You know, a lot of safety, you know, there's, there's security now in some of the truck stops, but there's a lot of harassment. So as long as you stay aware, you know, your surroundings and you're not on the CB chatting and before you're about to park, you're good. You, you know, there's, I've been out here for over 20 years and I've seen some and encountered some amazing things and I've encountered some scary things. Right. So as long as you stay aware with everything and that's including with your cars, you know, that's just not on a woman aspect. I mean, for the men too, be aware who's watching you. Agreed. Agreed. And so, um, 
on a lighter note, what are some of the some of your hobbies or things you you do during your downtime to basically regenerate? I ride my motorcycle. Nice. I have done that since I've gotten home from being two months on the road. I have not gotten in an enclosed vehicle since I've gotten home. I've stayed on my motorcycle and jumped in the pool and done everything but literally anything. I haven't done much. <laughs> I've ridden all over Florida right now. Nice, nice. Do you go on long hauls and long rides for, with your motorcycle? When I take time off. Um, so I haven't taken vacation in a long time. So yeah, when I take time off, I try. It just, I don't normally take time off. Just a workaholic, huh? Yeah, I am, yeah, but I have dreams. And Night <laughs> Road allows you to, you know, get those dreams. Is there anything you would like to add that we probably didn't? just yet yeah you know um the grass isn't always greener on the other side everybody promises different things and then you get there within three months they're not fulfilling those promises you know i've been with united road for quite a bit and anybody i've ever encountered has just been so open about helping and some of our drivers are in management now so they understand, you know, it's, it's not a perfect world. Everything has a process and it takes time. And it's not promoting United Road. It's just basic. I, I love this company. You know, I, I just never had any issues. You know, my own terminal is pretty awesome. And the people in it, they help you. Something's wrong. Oh, we'll throw a tire on a truck to go get it to you. So, because nobody else can find one. You know, so there's more proactive of fixing the issue rather than let it linger and you just stay upset. You just have to find the right person. So, you know, on a United Road tip, I've just never had issues that I see other drivers have and then they go to somewhere else and they're just encountering the same thing, if not worse. You know, so sometimes it's just easier to stay, figure it out, find a solution for yourself that you can live with and speak about it. And maybe somebody could do something. Thank you, Avi, for all you do. Um, we are proud to have such a dedicated professional hauler as yourself and doing it with a smile. Um, thanks for letting my day and <laughs> thanks for taking the time out of your day to chat with me. Um, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your Sunday. Thank you. So Jason, Avi, one thing I noticed about her right off yeah. the bat, constant smile. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, it's infectious, right? It, it, I like I feel happy talking to her because yep. she's happy, you yeah. know? So what, what other than her infectious smile stood out for you in that interview, Jason? I, I'll say this. The, um, the fact that she puts so much thought and energy um, when she goes into park her truck and goes into you know, various truck stops or fuel stops and, and the like, um, it's just things that if you're not out there actively on the road, you don't, you don't think about. Mm -hmm. But it's so true. And um, we often talk about, you know, we're talking about best practices from a safety perspective. Some of the things that we you know, tell our drivers quite often is you don't have to be that truck right at the front of the truck stop because there's a lot of activity there. Trucks bump into each other there. And so sometimes you want to be at you know, that last parking spot or far away from the front door because you're out of all the commotion, right? Right. But listening to Avi talk uh, and certainly being a woman on the road. And it's saying, no, you need to be in some of that prime spot because the lighting's better, you, you know, it's more safe in, in some of those areas. And so just something I hadn't thought about. And so just certainly changes my um, perspective on that a bit. So I thought that was fantastic. 
So yeah, as you said, like always being aware, right? Yeah. Like she said, sometimes the back of the parking lot is not the best place for a woman to be yeah. walking in and out of. Yeah. Um, I can see where Avi is coming from where, you know, you don't want to walk in from that last spot through a dark parking lot. Yep. Uh, so yeah, another thing though, like you said, unless they're out on the road doing it. You don't even think about it. Right? I would have never thought about where I park. Yeah. So super interesting. Yeah. Another thing that really stood out for me is, is along the same lines of her always being aware, you know, side of the road, watching around corners, watching for people walking yeah. out, um, just all of that extra effort, like you said, that she puts into yeah. really making sure that she is always putting safety for herself on the forefront. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you know, as I think back over that interview, um, another thing that kind of jumps out for me is the fact that she said car hauling is a community. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's, well, we, there's, United Road is one company. There's a lot of other great um, companies out there that, uh, that do good work. But, but, you know, and so we compete. You know, on some level for business, you compete for different things, but at the same time, we're a community. Um, and in that light, recently we had a great example of the car hall community coming together. You know, across the country, it's estimated that there are about 7,000 truck fires uh, that occur in the U.S. each year. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of times that happens with car haul units just because the nature of the equipment. Um, and things like that, you're more, more prone to truck fires. Well, recently there was a truck fire uh, that involved the United Road truck, um, unfortunately, you know, to say the least. Um, our driver jumped out, took his fire extinguisher, was able to get the fire out, uh, or so he thought. Um, unloaded two, two units um, of the passenger units that we were hauling. Uh, the fire started back up, and that car haul community came through for us again. A driver from Diversified, one of our competitors, but there is no competition when it comes to safety, right? None. That dr Diversified driver got out, got his fire extinguisher out, helped extinguish, extinguish the fire. We were able to unload more units and really protect not only our customer's cargo, but protect you know that trailer, protect that tractor, protect our driver. And it's just, once again, it's just an example of the car haul community coming together uh, to for the greater good. Yeah. And so you can't beat that. I will say this, Jason, that, you know, car haulers are a special breed. Oh, yeah. Um, just just being here and talking to so many drivers over the years, they're protective of our, of our you know, drivers both inside and outside of the company, yeah. like you said. And, protect off. and protective of the culture. So another thing that, that Avi touched on was how, you know, car haulers are a family, like you said. She yeah. feels like she can always count on her terminal managers. She can always count on her fellow drivers and especially our senior drivers to to step forward and give her advice. Hey, that's not that's not the best way to do this. Yeah. But let me show you the best way to do it. Yeah. Yep. You know, no competition there. Just let's all be the best we can be and help yep. each other, you know. Yep. Just imagine if the rest of our lives were like that, right? <laughs> you know, if we all just work together, oh, you know, be... you know, to be the best version of ourselves that we can be. Yeah. Uh, collectively, we'd be so much further along as not only as a company, as a country and just as people in general. You know? Completely. So that yeah. that should be our our takeaway from today. Our takeaway to all of our listeners and all those you know fortunate enough or unfortunate enough to be viewing us or viewing uh, unfortunate to be viewing me on YouTube. <laughs> fortunate enough to be viewing you on yeah. YouTube. Oh, that was nice to you, Jason. Um, Thank you. But that should be our takeaway: is that hey, um, to be the best practice in us being safe is to, us to function as a community 
wherever that may be, whether it be in car hall, whether it be at our you know, local you know, uh, homeowners associations, whatever it may be, the better we come together as a community, the better we can make things safe for all of us. Absolutely, absolutely, Jason. So, again, we're going to ask you guys for gentle feedback. Absolutely, absolutely. But also throw those suggestions out, you guys, to podcasts at unitedroad.com. We want to hear from you guys. Hopefully we don't, we're not too bad. We're yeah, not, you yeah. know, but give us some suggestions. Give us some topics because at the end of the day, this, this podcast is for you guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. I will say this one last thing before we go. For those of you just listening to this on audio only, um, you know, log into, um, you know, social media and follow United on the Road. And you may be able to see a couple pictures, one of Augie on that uh, motorcycle. And also one of Jason jumping out of a perfectly good plane. I know, with a smile on my face, mind you. It's a yeah. smile on my face. I bet. So. Better you than me, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for today. Take care. Thank you very much. See ya.